It's time to check in with Doc Rob and the concierge for better living. We take a real, raw, inside look at healthier living while sharing great ideas and improvements for a better quality of life. The Concierge for Better Living will help informed, intrigued, and interested listeners like you make better choices for yourselves and your loved ones. CannabisRadio.com proudly presents The Concierge for Better Living with your host, Doc Rob. Hello and good day. This is Dr. Rob Streisfeld. Doc Rob, your Concierge to Better Living here at CannabisRadio.com iHeartRadio, so many other great platforms as always, and it's great to have you with us today, all you listeners out there. Don't forget to share, to like, to comment, to send me feedback, whatever it is. This is interaction at its best, and that's what we're here for, working together as a community. And it's interesting, you know, for me, being a naturopathic doctor, um, leaning more towards natural remedies, herbs. Everyone, a lot of people think that a lot of naturopaths automatically are against pharmaceuticals or pharmacies in general or any of that nature. And I just want to address that in today's talk, which is great to have our guest, uh, Chris Adlaka, who has a doctorate in pharmacology and uh, works with compounding pharmacies out of Texas. And Chris, great to have you on the show today. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Thank you, Dr. Rob. It's great to be here. It's my pleasure. And, you know, it's like I said, you know, it's interesting that, you know, there's always going to be that for drugs, against drugs, when it comes to pharmaceuticals, you know, I, I have reduced pharmaceutical intake by promoting well-being, health and nutrition. I think that's an ideal uh, scenario. I don't ever say all pharmaceuticals are bad. That would be irresponsible. But one of the areas that I wanted to dive in real quick with you is specifically compounding pharmacies. Can you give our listeners a little... Uh, just general overview, what is a compounding pharmacy, how it differs from a typical like walk-in, like Walgreens, and, you know, go from, we'll go from there. Yeah, definitely. So, you know, compounding pharmacies are uh, essentially like a main, main difference between a Walgreens or a retail pharmacy and a compounding pharmacy would be uh, compounding pharmacies have pharmaceutical labs built into them that can be both sterile or non-sterile. Uh, and with that, uh, with those labs, we're able to create products that are not commercially available. So uh, some examples of that would be pet meds. Uh, we do a lot of hormone therapies that are not commercially available. Sometimes it's taking a, a, a medication that's only available by mouth and turning it into a topical. Uh, we do a lot of, uh, of prescriptions for orthopedics and uh, pain management doctors with pain topicals, trying to decrease the use of opioids. Uh, so it's a, uh, you know, we, we, as a compounding pharmacy, we still, uh, we still dispense everything that a Walgreens or a CVS would, but uh, having the ability in our labs to create our own products and combine products that aren't available commercially is, is the bread and butter of, of compounding. It's, it's pretty great. And I want to, it's kind of old school. It's like having the actual pharmacist back there, the lab guy, you come in, you need it, they make it up for you. Or if a doctor needs something customized or modified, it's really, really cool to have that. But, um, you know, I, as a naturopath, we've been hearing a lot about a struggle from a, a regulatory standpoint, a federal standpoint, trying to uh, limit compounding pharmacies, what they can do, what they can compound, ingredients they can use. Have you experienced that or is that something that, you know, you could share a little bit of that experience? Yeah, absolutely. That, I mean, that's a, an ongoing battle and, you know, we're definitely sitting in hearings and voicing our concerns. And, and even as uh, independent compounding 
pharmacy owner, you know, we've kind of united across the U.S. and created groups to help advocate uh, and have have attorneys that can lobby for us, uh, showing the importance of of compounding pharmacy. And and you're exactly right. You know, the FDA has created a you know essentially you cannot compound these ingredients list. Uh, and some of the the items on that list are you know they're prescriptions that patients you know used to to really heavily rely on and and need for their health. And so you know a good a good example of a new one is uh, that's really affecting a lot of doctors right now and a lot of patients is is HCG. Uh, you know HCG is still there are commercial versions of HCG available, but they're completely back ordered. You can't get them right now and you know, before we were compounding HCG with other natural ingredients, which uh, is why they were considered not uh, commercially available. And now that the FDA has said, you know, that basically you'll be reprimanded if you're compounding with HCG, we're, we're no longer allowed to do that. And so, you know, you've got patients that were once paying $75 for a month's supply of their HCG medication. And now, they are, uh, you know, being forced to spend four to five hundred dollars a month because it's got to come through a big pharma company. Uh, and the worst part is, is you know, it's not even as natural a product. Uh, it's compared to to what's being made um, <laughs> within the lab. You know, we don't use preservatives. Right. We don't use all the junk to, to create shelf life. Uh, it causes it's effects too. Natural. Yeah, those Absolutely. those preservatives have side effects, and we've seen that with some of the corn derived vitamin C and other things of that nature. I mean, there's so many different nuances to that, and I and I I think it's ridiculous that they're trying to you know take this away. And you know, being a my my specialty was always personalized medicine. You know, I wasn't a one size fits all, and so even having the ability to tweak a formula a little bit and add a couple ingredients to offset some side effects or to enhance bioavailability or things that, you know, are, are safe, but effective are being taken away. Um, and this is pretty scary when it comes to, you know, our, our health rights and, and the choices we have and the experts, it's more of the legislators making decisions versus the doctors, pharmacists, scientists, et cetera. Yeah. That, I mean, that's ultimately the problem and, and, you know, big pharma, as we all know, is is just a huge, powerful, uh, huge, powerful industry that uh, the, the them alongside insurance companies, uh, they you know they have so much power and control. You know, even when it comes to to things like cannabis, you know, patients not being on as many uh, you know anti epileptic drugs uh, and and getting relief from an all natural plant source. You know that, that as as Amazing as that is, given you've just got rid of debilitating side effects, uh, and and you're you know no longer seizing, it's it's just crazy that they you know they they still have so much power and control that that they you know they they can shut things down uh, and for make sure. it more difficult for for compounders like myself, pharmacists like myself, and and for you know most importantly uh, consumers, the general public yeah. who unfortunately doesn't see the, you know, what, what Dr. Rob, you and I see on, <laughs> on being on the inside of this, you know, we see all of the dirty side. 
Well, we're, we're, we're seeing it and we're trying to share it. That's why we do these shows and, and that's why I'm great to have you on today. It's also, though, the people are waking up. And I want to say that today is the day after our elections, for those that are listening. Um, and it is, while we still don't have all the answers, it was a win for plant medicine. I will say that cannabis in five states had positive results. We have Arizona, New Jersey, um, South Dakota, Mississippi, um, you got a lot of change happening. So it looks like the people are voting for access, specifically to cannabis and cannabinoids and so forth, both medical and adult. Um, I'm very interested to see how the Arizona market, uh, one that I'm very much involved with and um, on the medical side, how it shifts and, and, and transitions to have the adult use, but while maintaining a strong medical program, hopefully, because I do feel there is a distinction and difference still. Um, but yeah, we have a lot of that breakthrough in the voting, but you know, we still have a long way to go. We're still looking at different state-by-state -state laws and CBD rules by the FDA and how hemp and cannabis are being looked upon in the next several years. Um, but, you know, it always comes down for me is to quality. And, um, you know, this is something that also not just limited to cannabis, but we're talking about so many of these other restricted um, compounds. I don't even want to call them drugs because um, we have mushrooms, psilocybin, uh, psilocin compounds found in what we, I'll use my hand quotes, magic mushrooms. Um, they're being decriminalized and starting to be approved for therapeutic use. We had great breakthroughs in Oregon and DC around just the access and decriminalization to pretty much all drugs with the movement away from uh, prosecution and criminal charges to public health, mental health, addiction support programs, which I think is, as Portugal and other areas have done, is the right direction. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And, and you know, I, it's it, it almost seems, you know, five years ago, from, from where we were five years ago to where we are today, you know, you, you're right. There, there's still a lot of things that need to change, but uh, it is uh, refreshing to see that things are moving in the right direction. I mean, you know, as a as a pharmacist uh, deal, dealing with patients, you know, I've I've heard those stories of of patients that were schizophrenic and they had tried all kinds of antipsychotics and and even been in inpatient settings and then uh, they decided to go and and try some you know tribal uh, <laughs> psilocybin or or ayahuasca uh, uh, shaman led yeah. treatment and then magically they're healed and so. You know, there's a place for uh, for for all of these alternative uh, alternative things that are out there, and and you know, most of them are natural. So you know, really, it's it, it's it's just crazy to that that there's so much inhibitions and so many laws against so many things. But uh, you're absolutely right. Uh, it's it's promising to see where, where things are going, and I think it's ine inevitable that uh, you know, as as more and more years pass, uh, more and more light will be shined and uh, you know, more and more decriminalization will happen. And, uh, you know, I look, I look forward to, to seeing where we're at, you know, 10 years from now. Oh yeah. We're definitely in that revolution, that renaissance of the, of the, of the, I don't say you just plant kingdom, but just a natural world um, in that sense. I mean, ketamine, DMT, everyone is using different compounds and researching it, LSD. Microdosing is huge. Um, but really, the main thing is not to prosecute people for their choices to try to feel better. And that's to me, is the pursuit of happiness that the Mind Army is working on and uh, our dear friend Zappi Zaplin uh, is, is working on. But we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back with Chris Adlock. We're going to talk more about pharmacy, CBD, psychedelics, and where we're going in the 
future. Um, this is Doc Rob, your concierge of Better Living here on CannabisRadio.com. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after this message. The concierge for better living will continue in a moment. Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling, with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet, take-anywhere treat. Let's check back in with Doc Rob and the concierge for better living only on CannabisRadio.com. And we are back and we're here with our guest today, Chris Avlaka, pharmacist, uh, compounding all these great, unique, you know, formulations while we still have the access to these ingredients. And, you know, I, I always, as a doctor, you know, I'm a big label reader, um, you know, and I'm always looking at what can heal people regardless of, you know, I'm not saying illegal, but what, you know, you had mentioned before the break alternative remedies or alternative options. And I want to be like, these are the traditional remedies, traditional options. The alternatives were when the drug market started to come in and the pharmaceuticals started coming, which is only 100, 150 years, you know, in our existence. But these other, like you said, tribal or uh, traditional remedies have been for thousands of years. So I want people to understand that this is not so many new discoveries. We're just rediscovering them and finding a more modern application. And I think a lot of that has to do with guided you know, health practitioners that are trained to help people through these journeys and these experiences. It's not just physiological. There's also spiritual, emotional therapies and mental health components that need to be looked upon. you know, myself in Florida, I'm part of a founding board member of a group called Mr. Psychedelic Law. We just had a board meeting a week ago talking about what can we do next in order to promote education, uh, you know, decriminalize, you know, psilocybin in Florida and areas. And one of the things that um, I wanted to bring up, because with Oregon decriminalizing all drugs and D.C. doing that, it doesn't mean that there's a free-for-all. Okay? This is not a go get Coke and heroin on every dr- corner. You're not going to go into your Walgreens and go get a needle, a syringe. It's not the, that scenario. And I think what people have to understand is that first it's decriminalizing so that people don't get arrested for having it, possessing it or using it. They get help. They get a fine. They get support. Number two, and I think this is where I wanted to try bring you in, is quality. I think one of the things that people have to realize is that even if psilocybin becomes mainstream accepted or uh, uh, ketamine, or, or I mean, ketamine is maybe more of a synthetic or kind of synthesized compound, but you know, some of these natural elements, um, quality control has to be maintained. This includes cannabis. And we're looking at that now with regard to the low-hanging fruit of CBD products, which we know has a, a wide safety range, not perfectly safe. There are some liver effects, but, you know, we still have a quality control. I'm sure, Chris, you see a lot of different companies, a lot of different CBD products, maybe even customers coming in with their CBD products they brought elsewhere and they want to know what your thoughts are. How are you experiencing this, you know, widespread CBD acceptance, but yet without having the regulatory framework and, and, and really set in stone? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, to be honest, uh, not having that framework uh, and, and not having, uh, you know, more stringent regulations in place is kind of what brought me uh, in, into the CBD world myself, uh, especially being in, in Texas. 
Uh, of course, cannabis is is still not uh, a legal option for us here. Uh, and so when CBD became uh, became a legal option, uh, you know, what what you saw was due to that lack of regulations, there were just so many uh, companies coming to market and uh, un- unfortunately, not uh, nobody there to, to you know check and balance and make sure that what they were doing uh, was being done the way it should be done, and that quality controls were in place. And you know, as a as a pharmacy owner and as a compounding pharmacist, you know, we had tons of of of, of not only uh, consumers and patients coming and asking us about. Uh, reputable CBD products that that we felt they could trust, but you know providers uh, as well saying, "Hey, look, I have a lot of patients that uh, you know have pain. They want to try CBD out. What brand do you recommend?" And uh, you know, as as you know, Doctor Rob, you you it's tough to to recommend a brand to somebody in, unless you know you've got full confidence in in what you're recommending. And uh, after reading a study that JAMA put out, the the uh, you know New England Journal of Medicine, they they put out a uh, a, a long study where they basically just bought, uh, I think it was like 30 or 35 random products, CBD products on Google and tested all of them. And, uh, you know, whopping 92% of them were not what they said they were. And so, uh, you know, this is a, a, a serious issue. And the good news is, is, uh, you know, as a pharmacy, we, we consider the way we're creating CBD and, and the way we're formulating our CBD products uh, should hopefully down the road become the, you know, the gold standard and, and just the standard. You know, it should be required. Uh, third-party testing, which is really expensive, regardless, needs to be required. And uh, I know a lot of states are, are taking that into their own hands, uh, uh, specifically in Texas, uh, we've now, you know, we've, we've, we've got a little bit more control and structure where you've got to actually have a manu- you know, a, a, a hemp manufacturing license. You have to have a retail selling license in order to be able to sell it on the manufacturing side. They're requiring third party testing now, which is something that they were never doing before. And so, you know, our, our goal is to educate the, the public and, to just make sure people understand that there is a huge difference between a quality CBD product or cannabis product uh, and uh, one that wasn't made or formulated the way it should be. And, and that variability is, is so extreme uh, that it, it's, it, it can be daunting to, to know. You know. I've had so many patients tell me, oh, well, I tried CBD and it didn't work. And I say, well, look, yeah, here's a bottle of, of elevated full spectrum CBD, which is our product, it's on me, give it a shot. I don't, you know, I don't, we're not trying to sell anybody anything that's not doing something for them. And then they come back three weeks later and they're buying two more bottles because it worked. And so there's also a lot of misconceptions, I think, from um, you know people that are, let's say they bought a bottle of CBD off Amazon. You know, on Amazon, you can't even sell CBD. You can sell uh, hemp seed oil uh, which is not the same as as hemp, and so uh, there's just a lot of education that needs to occur. And and you know, I love what you're doing, Dr. Rob, with these type of podcasts because you know th- this is how we inform the public of what they need to know and and make sure that they're aware of the differences. Yeah, no, it's really important, and it's from all levels, from pharmacists, doctors, you know, even retailers. You know, I do I help customer support teams for manufacturers 
speak properly and tell you know when it talks about oh no this doesn't cure your pain this you can't say that so there's a lot of work that goes into education about uh even staff training i work with dispensaries in arizona staff training bud tenders and i even explain to them how do you explain to a customer patient however why are they what's different between the cbd product maybe sold in a, a medical marijuana dispensary versus that in the health food store or online and there are differences even between those things, whether THC levels or uh, you know what have you, or source of the plant material. But we are constantly in this um, education mode. You know, I laugh because I was teaching doctors um, and pharmacists and scientists around six years ago, introducing them to CBD, and. I was battling, not with the doctors, they were very much interested in learning, I was battling with the manufacturer, with the brands, because they were so excited about this in Compound, they were making claims that they shouldn't be making. And I think that I said, this is too early in in this potential amazing opportunity to mislead people. If you don't tell the truth now, like we have a lot to learn still, we have more research to do, start a low dose and slowly work yourself up. Don't just sell them a high dose product because you make more money on it. You know, these are all things of responsibility and integrity that I've been championing since the nation has you know, really recognized CBD and other related cannabis compounds. And even now, I have a lot more that we're pushing, which is I'm seeing a lot of benefit with smaller doses for not necessarily acute or, or specific injury or disease, but for wellness, using yeah. small amounts on a regular basis that the potential there is huge for a large population of people. It doesn't have to be epilepsy in order to need CBD. You know, you don't, So these are some of the things that we're learning, but it's going to take another five years to really fully understand this plant and, of course, many other uh, compounds and how they interact with each other. But it's, it's great to be on this side of the, of the upswing. Yeah, absolutely, and and you know it's 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 also amazing. There's there's just so much uh, science, and there's so many studies going on right now with uh, you know not just CBD, but some of the other minor cannabinoids and some of the precursors. And uh, you know uh, CBDa is is a good example where uh, I know a group that's that's doing their own in-house study right now on weight loss, and yeah. uh, what they found is uh, CB CBD. A has the ability to uh, increase metabolism, and you know the the results that they've gotten thus far are are pretty remarkable. And yeah. so you're right, you know it's wellness. It, it this is it's uh, you know we and as a again as a as a, a pharmacist dealing with patients, you know we we get the question all the time. Oh, you know does does this mean I don't need to take my medication because you know this can this can fix me or this is going to do the job and you know, the reality is this, that these things, these, these compounds are not made to be a substitute for, uh, pharmaceuticals, but at the same time, you know, if you've got uh, a patient that's taking, uh, you know, significant amounts of opioids every day, and now you got him on a CBD compound and you can, you know, slowly wean off and get him to where he's taking 40, 50% less of that opioid. Uh, you just changed that person's life uh, and and increased you know their longevity and so oh, yeah. 
I, I've seen it firsthand. I've done it myself. I've reduced, uh, my mom was on five or six anti-epileptics and I got her down to one plus, you know, cannabis therapy and uh, nutritional therapy and some functional mushrooms. And it made a massive difference in her, in her quality of life and her day to day. And so I think you're right. It's not just about replacing. I didn't say, oh, we need all drugs gone. If that Keppra helped maintain her seizure free, a small amount of Keppra is better than none, but not a lot of Keppra and four other compound meds or drugs interacting that yes. we didn't know what it was doing. So I, I totally agree with you. There's that moderation, there's that balance, and there's always a look to improve as we go forward. And speaking of that, we're going to take one more quick break. Come right back with Chris Aglaka. We're going to finish up this amazing episode of Concierge for Better Living. Don't go anywhere. This is Doc Rob, your host. We'll be right back at this quick commercial break. The Concierge for Better Living will continue in a moment. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. They have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing, healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. Let's check back in with Doc Rob and the concierge for better living only on cannabisradio.com. Right, all right. We are back. And again, I want to thank my guest today, Chris Adlock, for joining us and sharing some insight from the pharmacy side of things and the compounding. And, you know, as I said, CBD is, is, is great, but there's a lot of misinformation. There's a lot of, uh, you know, low quality products in the market. And we're still learning how it affects everyone on the individual level too. I mean, I've seen even with, we were talking about epilepsy a little bit before the break and my mom, but, you know, looking at some of the, the genetic studies, there's, you know, sure, eight or nine out of 10 kids with epilepsy seem to improve with CBD, but one or two out of them get worse. Why? We're going to learn that. We're going to figure out those nuances. But one of the things that you mentioned was that the study before the break was CBDA. And I want to give a shout out to anyone looking at the A's. I call them they're the acid form or the neutral form of the, of the cannabinoids. I, if you have listened to my shows over the last couple of years, I'm a huge fan of the raw plant, the whole plant, the acids, the neutral products. They're, they're hugely anti-inflammatory, um, both CBDA, THCA, and many others. Um, so I'm happy to hear that more and more. I've been advocating for that for years. Everyone was so dismissive initially, I have to say, looking at, oh, you need the heat in order to decarbox and activate. I'm like, no, 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 not necessary. I'm a fan of the plant the way nature gave it to us. We're going to see more and more of that. We've done research. I'm a huge fan of the flavonoids that are found in cannabis, terpenes. There's so much more benefit than just one or two cannabinoids. So I'm glad you brought up the CBDA study as well. Yeah, absolutely. I I, I totally agree. And and you're right. You know, that's it's uh, it's expected that it's going to take some time for uh, for more for more research to have been done and to understand these compounds more and you know their role in 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 uh, in the ECS for for all all of us. And so yeah. uh, it's the the amazing thing is, and I you know I can speak uh, specifically for Austin, Texas. You know, 
when I, my, I opened my first pharmacy nine years ago and, uh, you know, interventional health wellness was, it was practically unheard of. And now I work with so many, so many doctors that run their practices off, uh, trying to keep people off statins and get them exercising, uh, you know, changing their diet. I mean, I even know a few providers now that have, have, uh, partnered with farms on, on providing actual diets to their patients that are, you know, more, more naturally sourced, uh, you know, not injected with hormones and, uh, treated with pesticides. And so this is, this uh, is amazing. This is a trend. Yeah, no, you're right. And I mean, I I laugh because you say it from an awesome perspective, think about 18, 20 something years ago, I went to naturopathic school, which was totally unheard of. Then I went to a vegan vegetarian culinary school to learn about nutrition and cooking and food, how it, you know, relates to health and wellness. And everyone looked at me like I was a crazy character then, you know, and then so it's like, look, you know, it, it's not about uh, I told you so kind of attitude. I'm just saying these are common sense approaches. I'm an anthropologist. This is what people did thousands of years before you had a white little pill to stuff in your mouth. You know, um, these are not that crazy thoughts when you think about it from a wider perspective, but it's nice to see this shift back to those traditional approaches, the food as medicine, and there's still that amazing role for great pharmacists and great doctors to prescribe, you know, uh, modern medicine for, you know, chronic or acute conditions as needed, um, and I think that that's that balance that we have to continue to strive for, and again, I appreciate you. Is there any um, websites or information if our listeners want to learn more about you, what you're up to, maybe they're over there in Texas and want to stop in, how can they learn more about you, Chris? Yeah, absolutely. So they can visit our website at, uh, we've got two actually, one specifically for CBD would be elevatedmd.com. That's elevatedmd.com. And then uh, for for really good health news and, and more pharmaceutical related information, which we're constantly updating uh, our, our main website is grandavpharmacy.com. That's Grand Ave Avenue abbreviated, grandavpharmacy.com. Awesome. We're going to post those links when we post the show up and share it on social media. I hope everyone else shares this good information. Got to fight and support those compounding pharmacies. You know, it's really, you know, whether you feel that you need it today or you don't even have a clue what a compounding pharmacy is, you know, the FDA restricting certain ingredients to allow us to formulate medicines and taking away those rights for people to get affordable health care is just unacceptable regardless of where you stand. So for those out there, but where you are, please stand up for compounding pharmacies and, uh, you know, their rights to individualize, personalized and, and localized medicines. It's really, really neat. So Chris, thanks for joining us today. I really appreciate your insight. Welcome to come back on anytime to share new updates. Uh, listeners will check out those websites. And um, yeah, again, keep doing what you're doing. It's awesome. Looking forward to maybe check out one of your pharmacies next time I'm in Austin. Love that city. It's been too long. So once we can travel a little bit more freely, I will be over in that area. And I look forward to catching up in person. Absolutely. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Dr. Rupp. My pleasure. And with that, we're wrapping up another great episode of Concierge for Better Living. This time flew by again. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in, for sharing, for downloading. Thank you to everyone at Cannabis Radio for making this happen. And as well, as we round up this next phase of the year, as we finish up these election results, as we hang in there, take a deep breath. Everything's going to be all right. And I wish everyone all the best in health and happiness. Take care. Be well.
The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.